This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. This week, we have a really special guest with us, Melissa Dealey, who is an integrative health practitioner and registered health coach. She is dedicated to helping her clients get to the root cause of their health issue and truly heal. Melissa's business is 100% virtual, and she works with the entire English-speaking world. Awesome. Melissa uses a two-pronged approach to the health journey. Discover your toxic load and lower it, then discover your body's imbalances and support them with natural supplements and herbs so the body can come back into balance, at which point it will heal itself. Amazing. So this is done through functional medicine lab tests, which are mailed to your home. Wow, that sounds like a really easy and straightforward way of doing things. Oh, and one more thing I forgot to mention is that Melissa is also a recent winner of the Business from the Heart Awards recipient for the Quality Care Award, which is something she is very excited about. I'm sure she'll tell us more. Welcome, Melissa. So, so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. We're excited to dive into this conversation today. Yeah. I think it's a piece, I mean, we've connected and our listeners know that I've had my own health journey. Um, Jen also very Mm -hmm. versed in gut health and and how we work on that. So we're really excited to kind of unpack what you do and how you came to this work. So Melissa, I'm I'm curious, maybe you can kind of just give a little bit of a brief background on sort of how you got into this, because I think there is a little bit of a story there that might, um, might help frame the conversation. There is definitely a story there, as there is for so many people in the holistic field of health and wellness. So I was in the corporate world for 24 years, and one day big fish bought little fish and basically gave me an hour to clear out my desk with no word of thanks. And in that moment, I knew three things. I knew that I was never working for someone else again, that whatever I did next had to be of more service to the planet, to humanity, et cetera. And I had no idea what the heck that was going to be, but I was open to being guided. And later that year, I actually found a company that specialized in brain health supplementation. And that was my first aha because I realized I use my brain 24 seven and no one has ever told me that I can do more to look after my brain. But I'm, I was very aware of the near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia. But I also had a grandmother who was 99 years old at the time and still living at home, fully cognitively functioning and caring for herself. Mm. And I was like, how do I get on her path? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about her life and how it compared to my life. And was I on her path or did I need to do more to get onto her path? And I realized she was born in little old Christchurch, New Zealand, in the bottom corner of the world before all the toxic chemicals that we have, et cetera, today, and, you know, growing all their own food on the property. And I was raised in Tokyo, Japan in the 70s. So in the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. And I realized Mm. I am way more toxic than what she was. And so that's going to put me behind the eight ball. So I started learning about the brain, learning about the effect of toxins on our body. And I also started working with physiotherapists because this brain health supplementation and nutrition for the brain could help people recover from concussions. And of course, living in Whistler, there's a lot of concussion because we're a downhill Mm -hmm. ski town. We're a downhill mountain biking town and just people slipping on ice in parking lots in winter. Mm -hmm. Right. And nobody was talking nutrition. And as I started working with the physios, my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. Mm. So I started going to appointments with her for my own added learning, but also because she didn't have the cognitive ability to go to the appointment and then come home and tell me what they said she should do for her healing journey. Two months later, I'm driving to Vancouver and I get a phone call from the high school to come and pick up my younger daughter because she has a suspected concussion from grade eight gym class. 
Hmm. And in that moment, I looked out my windshield and went, oh my God, is this how you're showing me my path? Stop <laughs> taking out my children. Right. <laughs> So now I'm going to two sets of appointments for two very different concussions. They're both using the nutritional supplementation, et cetera. And I'm learning all about concussion, all about the brain and how to help them heal. And that was my second aha. What do other people do that don't have a mom that isn't working that can go to all these appointments with them and help them and hear what is needs to be done and hold them accountable to this journey. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the concussion journey, but any healing journey, people are feeling isolated and alone, and they're the only one going through it. And they don't know if they're even doing it right. And they might be seeing three different practitioners, but those practitioners aren't talking to each other. Yeah. And it all feels hard. And so they're in this stress state. Well, the body doesn't heal in a stress state. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, if I can guide people on their healing journey, that allows them to relax into the process and then their body can truly heal. And at the same time, I was invited to work at a holistic clinic because people knew what was going on in my life and reaching out and asking for help. And this clinic was opening, but I couldn't get insurance to work at the clinic because I didn't have any certification, right? Mm -hmm. My own research, my own learning from the physios, my own experience wasn't enough. So I called a friend who was a life coach because ever since I'd been let go, life coach was in the back of my head, but it wasn't landing. But I called him and I said, look, I need a certification. You're a great life coach. Where did you do your training? And he said, you don't need to be a life coach. You need to be a health coach. And I was like, what? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of that. But that landed. And literally, I, you know, researched a couple different courses. The first one I loved, researched more, went back to that first one because there was so much alignment. And I literally started the following week and have never looked back. I did end up doing my life coaching certification, did not have the same passion for it that I have for the health coaching, but there's pieces of it that I can integrate. And then I was introduced to the Integrative Health Practitioner Organization. And then I knew I'd really found my home because that's what gives me the ability to run functional medicine labs for people so that we can see what is going on inside the body. And when we understand what's going on inside the body, we can figure out the root cause And then we know how to help the body come back into balance, as Mm -hmm. you said in the intro, at which point it will heal. Modern life has us, you know, high stress, poor sleep, poor nutrition, and the body's in a state of depletion and it's out of balance. But because of that depletion, it doesn't have enough to bring itself back. So we need to guide it back. And then once it's restored, it can heal itself because that's what it's designed to do. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got here. And I absolutely love the work that I do today and just guiding my clients through that journey and helping them truly heal. Wow. (laughs) Such a great story. It is an awesome story. Um, How does that correlate to like, where the, how did you find the integrative health practitioner piece? Because that seems like a It's not something that just sort of appears and you go, I'm going to be an integrative health practitioner one day. (laughs) How did that piece come in? Because that's something I'm interested in from a personal level as well. It's just, it just shows up in my work um, from time to time with clients. So how did you find that? So it was actually introduced to me um, Mm -hmm. by HCI, which was Health Coach Institute that I did my health coach training through. So as it turned out that one of the two partners of HCI was a client of Dr. Cabral and Dr. Cabral Uh, is a naturopathic doctor who at age 17 was told by allopathic medicine that you've got three different chronic illnesses and it's never going to get better and here are some drugs and you're going to have to take them for the rest of your life. At that point, he didn't even have the energy to get out of bed, right? And so he had a pity party and then he kind of went, you know what, I'm not accepting this. This is not my life and I need to figure this out for myself because they obviously can't help me. And so he went on a journey and over the next 10 years, completely healed himself. And he studied Ayurvedic medicine in India and Sri Lanka. He studied um, traditional Chinese medicine in China, bioregulatory medicine, orthomolecular medicine, and became a doctor of naturopathy. And his mission was to figure out the best medicine in the world. And he realized there is no one best medicine, but you can take aspects of each of them to you know guide someone's healing journey right and so that's what he started building in his own practice and pretty soon he had a client base that was a client wait list that was a year long 
Wow. Okay. I want to help people, but I can't clone myself and it's not fair to make people wait a year. What I can do is I can create an organization where I train other people to do what I do. And then they use my protocols that over a client base of 250,000 people, I know work. And then together we can all help more people. And so um, the partner of HCI in, uh, invited Dr. Cabral to a webinar to speak to all of their graduates. And I hopped on that webinar. And the moment he started talking and explaining what he did and why he did it, I knew I was in because he talks about, are your, um, is your rain barrel overflowing? And I'd already been talking about, are your trash cans overflowing, which comes back to that whole detox thing, right? And so I just, oh my God, he's speaking my language. He's my brother from another mother. And (laughs) I was all in. (laughs) I was just all in and absolutely um, love how this is added to what I can help people do. Because as a health coach, I was finding I could help people lose weight and, but it would, they would get hit a wall sometimes. Mm right? And then I couldn't help them anymore because I didn't know why they were hitting a wall. Well, now I can help them because I can see, is it their hormones are out of balance? Is it the fact they have, you know, candida or yeast overgrowth or mold or fungus in their gut? Is it foods that they're eating that are triggering inflammation that they're sensitive to and they just don't realize it, right? Do they have metal toxicities that we need to be addressing? There's so many things that um, can also be going on besides just the calories in calories out exercise and then the emotional eating piece that's all huge but it's also not all of it yeah and so now I feel like I have a lot more pieces to help people truly reach their health goals and heal and it still isn't necessarily all of it when it comes to that weight issue that so many people struggle with because the piece another big piece there is trauma and so that's when I refer out um, to others who are you know, specialized in that area because we can't all do everything, right? It's uh, it's definitely something that I personally struggle with in terms of the, I want to be able to, I want to have all this knowledge. I have this insatiable curiosity and it's like, oh yeah, yeah the integrative health practitioner, like that'd be so cool, but I don't have a health coaching designation. And it's one of those, do I need that? Well, I don't know. I used to be you the collector of titles. I used to be the collector of like, I have a master's degree. I have two, I have a undergraduate, you know, I have certificates coming out the, you know, the filing cabinet, filing, falling out of the filing cabinet. Right. And it's, and it's just taken me, I can take until I hit my forties before I was like, I don't have to have all these certificates. Right. And there's much more power in collaboration and mm-hmm. cross referral and mm-hmm. all those pieces, it's like, yes, I would like to deepen my trauma informed practice. But, mm-hmm. you know, we had another person who's a guest on the podcast, who's a counselor and therapist. And, you know, she, she's like, Jen, you do therapy, you don't need a therapy designation. She's like the work, right. because we've talked about we've cross referred clients to each other. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I get to a point where I'm like, I can't serve you, I can't serve my client in this way, I'd like to refer you to a professional therapist. And she's cross-referred because she's like, I don't have the spiritual language that, that and the experience, but, you know, together you're in the right space to work with that client. So it's so interesting to get to this collaborative state. So how, how else do you want to collaborate in your field and in your area? What do you see as, as like collaborations moving forward? Yeah, well, it's really interesting. I attended an event last Friday where they were talking about JVology, so um, joint ventures, right, and collaboration. And they were talking about upstream and downstream. So who are your upstream people that can refer people to you, right? And then who are your downstream people that you're going to refer people to? And so I'm actually working on that list now to kind of get really clear on that. But Um, I've had great success working with other health coaches who don't have the integrative health practitioner piece, but, and are finding their clients stuck, right? And they know me and they realize that, okay, this is when we need some lab testing done. And then I will run the lab test for that person, do their personal wellness protocol, review the labs for them. And then I hand them back to that health coach to guide them the rest of the journey and hold them accountable to that. Um, so that's been working really well. And then in terms of, um, another upstream person is also 
a therapist. So I'm working on setting up a program with a therapist now, and she works with in the field of addictions, Mm -hmm. um, including eating being an addiction, although Mm -hmm. people don't necessarily like to be lumped into that category, but it can be an addiction for some, right? And so my whole nutritional piece and, you know, again, understanding what's driving that because sometimes those cravings are coming from the yeast and bacterial overgrowth in our gut. And when we address that, then those cravings go away, right? Right. So that's another person that is an upstream um, partner for me. And then downstream partners for me, well, that's super interesting. So uh, fitness trainers, Mm -hmm. because I don't just look at the inside of the body, I'm looking at the whole body, right? So mind, body, spirit, and I'm not just looking at nutrition, but I'm looking at your stress levels. How are you sleeping? What's your exercise like? What are your relationships like, et cetera, right? What's your mindset? How is, you know, the thoughts you have and the way you talk to yourself impacting your ability to be successful here. So fitness trainers are a good downstream um, partner for me. They could also be an upstream partner for me, right? Mm -hmm. So if they're working with someone who's trying to lose weight, you can exercise and exercise and exercise. And some people then try and cut back calories, cut back, cut back until you're eating almost nothing. Well, that doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. So clearly something else is going on. So they could be sending people to me as well. Um, Another one that I thought of recently is stylists, because when people work with me, they do invariably lose weight. That may not be the whole reason they came to me. There's other things going on, but maybe at the end of it, they're coming out of it, you know, with more confidence and they've lost some weight and, they love how they're feeling and then they want that to be reflected in their clothing too. And mm-hmm. the, the transformation that's an right? one. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah. one that would come up at the first, at sort of at first glance, but mm-hmm. yeah. I can see how it would be fun and useful and an exciting way to celebrate milestones. And mm-hmm. exactly. Love- so on the point of celebration, another one I came up with that you wouldn't think of right off the bat, but travel agent, right? Mm-hmm. What if you've done all of this hard work? What is the reward you're going to give yourself at the end? Maybe it's an amazing trip somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one, as I mentioned at the very beginning, is um, this isn't so much downstream. It's more kind of while working with me, but that person that can help with that trauma piece because it's not, I wanted to circle back to that because I think that, and, and this holistic piece, and, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a little bit of an area that Jen and I work in Mm -hmm. and, you know, what I've learned. So I've got my own health journey, which I've talked a little bit on the podcast about. And also, um, Melissa and I are both alumni of Health Coach Institute. So that's where I did my health coach and life coach training as well. And it's interesting to see where your path went and my path went from that, right? Um, In that in exactly what you're talking about, um, with the integrative health protocols, where you're kind of calling, I ended up going down sort of the mindset, spirituality, trauma piece, um, again, a little bit based on my own journey. Mm -hmm. And so I'm loving how the coaching piece, especially, you know, and and all the skills and the tools I learned through HCI, I've now combined with training in energy healing and Mm -hmm. spirituality and, and that and trauma informed trainings and I'm seeing so the, again that complementary piece right where this isn't and I think I think it's important especially for people that are sort of new to this work is it's not a one-stop shop because that's kind of what we've been conditioned to think right, right? we think mm-hmm. oh yeah. we're sick we go to the doctor mm-hmm. they are the ones that are going to fix us but that's also not fair because you know I mean I think the meta the allopathic medical system has yes has its downsides has a lot of there's a lot of things that aren't working there but part of this is where did we get this idea that a doctor is going to be able to fix everything or you Mm -hmm. know we have to start to take responsibility for our health and for our our mental health and our emotional health and our spiritual health and and all the different pillars and so this idea that we're starting to see this I mean that is the holistic piece right that holistic we're looking at all the different parts and all the different moving pieces. And if we can collaborate with other practitioners and start to work in that sense and collaboratively where we can, you know, refer out or work as a team. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just think that is so magical and where, you know, I love to see things going that way, but -hmm. I think it's a new, it's still a very new way of thinking for people when it comes to their health and well-being. Absolutely. It is a mindset shift. And that's part of my mission. And through my own podcast is to 
educate in our health because it's not actively available or readily available, I should say, through public health or through our education system. Mm-hmm. And to have people realize that their health truly is their greatest asset and we need to be proactive in it and we need to take responsibility, as you said. And when I did my first level of become a health coach through HCI, I literally was like, if the whole world just did this one program, we wouldn't have the illness that we have today. To your point, Jen, about you know interest in ongoing learning, right? Mm-hmm. You can go and do that. It doesn't mean you have to build it into your career. You can just do that for your own knowledge and your own health and the health of your family and loved ones, right? That's what that's what got that's why I took um, my health coach certification. It it was my own health journey, and I was like, I'm super interested in this stuff. Yeah. I want to know more. I didn't my first reason for doing that training was because I wanted the education. I didn't actually set out to step into this. I was still running my marketing business at the time. I thought, well, yeah, definitely. I recognize that, you know, I can do a certification (laughs) and I might be able to do something with that, but it wasn't as clear cut as I'm going to pivot and become a health coach. Like it was for me. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you know, not everybody has time to do a course like that over the course of six or nine months. I think you have a year to finish it, but minimum six months to a year. Right. And so that's why, you know, I promote the education through my podcast, through my YouTube channel, et cetera, that I do. So people can access these, you know, easy steps that they can take in their health that when we know better, we do better. So once they know it, they're like, Oh, I can do that. Cause there was so many times I was like, if only I'd known. If only I know, right? I just didn't know before. Now yeah. I do. So now I can implement them, right? And, and you're a fantastic resource. Um, I follow follow you. And so Melissa is a fantastic resource for health. I love the way you break the information down and make it really digestible. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just really easy to understand and follow. So Yeah, we'll be linking to Melissa's podcast and her resources in our show notes. So definitely follow up with the show notes because, you know, part of the reason we all met is because Melissa, Jane and I were all in the same launcher podcast group um, through Amplify You, which is really exciting. And so it's just nice to follow up now, almost a year later, because we started Mm -hmm. in January last this past year. So the speaking to that and those pieces, what so you talk about these jane says she loves the way you break down these pieces so definitely go listen to the podcast to break down the pieces but you know where can someone start if someone is encountering you for the first time and they they don't understand the language like toxic load or you know like maybe they're not quite ready to take that radical responsibility for their health but like i need to start somewhere so like what is a really simple starting point where some of our listeners might want to look into Actually, the easiest place is, I know you're going to put it in the show notes, but is my discover your toxic load quiz. Mm -hmm. And generally people have heard me on podcasts or summits, or they've come across my work somewhere and they start to figure out what your toxic load is very quickly. Basically, since World War II, we've had 144,000 man-made chemicals introduced into our world. And WHO upped that number in the last month from 100,000. So the last time they announced it, it was 100,000. Now it's 144,000. Those are getting inside our body through our airways, our waterways, our food, our drink, et cetera. The personal care products we put on our skin, but Mm -hmm. also the things in our house, you know, our furniture is covered in fire retardant. You know, we're sitting on that all the time. Our bed could be as well. We're sleeping on that seven to nine hours a night. So unfortunately we are more toxic than what the human body was ever designed to have to deal with. And as a result, it's causing health issues. Mm -hmm. We have a person information that came out from Georgetown University. Six in 10 Americans have one chronic illness today. Four in 10 have more than one, right? And what is chronic illness? Well, type two diabetes, heart disease, obesity, leaky gut, autoimmune diseases, some forms of cancers, even Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. But these are actually lifestyle diseases, which means we can correct them when we start to shift people's lifestyle, meaning their stress levels, their sleep, their exercise, their nutrition, et cetera, and lower their toxic load. In the Western world, we don't talk about detoxes Mm -hmm. very much, but Mm -hmm. it's absolutely key as the starting point for your health. And in India and Ayurvedic medicine, um, Asian cultures, Latin American cultures, they still detox to this day. 
but we think having a shower and washing our outer body is enough for good hygiene and good health. And we completely forget about our inner body. Mm-hmm. So starting with my toxic load quiz, it's just a quiz, right? You fill yeah. that out and it's asking you for various symptoms and symptoms are the way that our body talks to us yeah. to ask us to do something different. It's mm-hmm. not for us to ignore Although that's what we often do in our busy world, right? <laughs> and we're so quick to write things off as aging, mm-hmm. genetics, yep. seasonal allergies. Yep. And so when people do this quiz and then they get their score, they start to have a little bit of an aha. Oh, you mean I can actually do something about this? Because for so long, when we just write these things off, we think there's nothing that we can do until we get to that point where we're so sick that we're going to a doctor and then they're giving us a pill that we have to take for the rest of our life and telling us we have a chronic illness, right? But we can do things so much earlier if we listen to our body. Mm -hmm. I heard a saying- Back to that radical responsibility. Exactly, absolutely. And I heard a saying recently and I've taken it on because I absolutely love it. That at first your body whispers to you softly like a feather. And if you don't listen, it might come along and thump you with a brick. And if you <laughs> still don't listen, it's going to whack you with a wrecking ball. Yeah. Right. And I want to help people when it's just that whisper or maybe the brick, but let's not get to the wrecking ball because yeah. we don't have to if we listen. And so this quiz gets people to perhaps for the first time in a while, start listening because it's asking them, what are you feeling? What are you noticing? And then the radical responsibility step is, now I need to take action, right? And I invite them to book a call with me to discuss their quiz results and, you know, then discuss next steps. And the reason I start everyone with a functional medicine detox is we talked about those overflowing trash cans, right? We need to literally pick them up and empty them clear our pathways, lower the inflammation. Because if we're doing any kind of um, healing protocol, we need it to get to the cells that need it and not just get all mixed up and meshed up in those toxins and half of it's excreted from the body, you know, with all of that, right? We need it to get to the cells. And then that's when people have that true healing. And so it's, it's a very powerful way to start that healing journey for people that are often feeling you know, jaded or feeling that there's nothing I can do, or I've been told there's nothing I can do, or I've been told there's nothing wrong with me, all of these things that they come to me with, and they've yeah, largely lost hope of finding a way to heal. And so initially, they have to take on my belief that I can work with them to help them, you know, heal. And when they start that detox, it's three weeks their body starts healing very quickly. That's the beautiful thing about the human body. When we create the environment for it to heal, it Mm -hmm. heals very quickly. And they start to notice better sleep or less inflammation, meaning less pain in their joints, more mental clarity, less brain fog, more energy. You know, I can't believe how many adults are taking afternoon naps. Yeah. And they can give up their afternoon naps in three weeks. Like, So it's really powerful when we remove those toxins because they truly are bogging down the body and our liver is overburdened Mm -hmm. and undernourished because of depleted soil systems. But when we support it to get those toxins out, it really does. It's a reset for the body and kickstarts someone's health journey. So starting with a quiz is the easiest way for people to start. But if they're wanting, you know, something else that they can do immediately starting now, how much are you hydrating? Mm-hmm. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah, we were. Most people underhydrate, right? That's in all our drinks. We're talking about leaving the house with our travel mugs. We've got our tea mug. We've got our exactly. water mug. And we've got our smoothie jar and all these other pieces. It's like getting your day started right. And I actually, I personally prefer, I do, I practice intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So I actually really... I, I find it really works for me. And so I, I eat my, my, my midday meal and my evening meal. And then I don't, you know, it's great. And it was so life-changing when I, I was like, I don't have to eat breakfast. Uh, uh, okay. And 
it's such an interesting, when we start to tune into the body's systems mm -hmm. and especially that hydration piece, I came, I'm not sure how much you know about my story, Melissa. I came to my work through the avenue of singing. And so singers always have their water bottles with them because when right. you sing and um, especially choral, any choral singing opera singer, you actually lose a lot of hydration through the mouth because of the breathing and the inhale, exhale process. And so we, we were always taught to drink, you know, two liters a day at least, or, you know, more than we think we need in order to maintain health and well-being because mm -hmm. all this you have you can only hydrate the body from the inside by drinking water right and that was the that was the part we learned so cheers and our body is largely made up of water as is our brain and mm. so very often headaches are the result of dehydration because we're just you know yeah the body's too dry it needs that moisture so we should be drinking 50 percent of our body weight in water mm. what does that mean if you weigh 150 pounds, then 50% of that is 75 pounds. So you need to be drinking 75 ounces or just under 10 cups of water a day. Yeah. When we detox, we increase that because we're really trying to flush the toxins through. But most people are not even at the 50% yet in order to help their body flush toxins on a regular basis. So yeah. that's a really easy starting point for people. And if you want to squeeze the juice of half a lemon into that and drink it before a meal even better because now you're turning on digestion and most people are walking around eating in a stress state which means digestion isn't turned on and you're not getting the benefit of the nutrients that that's you're a, eating yeah and i think that's another point right there's so many little things that we can do like little tweaks that we can mm -hmm. start to make things and i mean we hear about them, but sometimes it's even understanding the why behind them, like mm -hmm. the chewing your food, right? Yes. And like, we should be chewing our food. Is it 30 times? I think you're supposed to chew your th food about 30 I say times. a minimum of 20, but okay. you, do, you know, I encourage people to have contests at the dinner table with their family to see I've done that and chewed <laughs> one piece of apple 54 times. Right. It's so juicy because I was literally getting all the juice out, right? right? It was delicious. And then that stimulates your digestion exactly. and the whole, again, the whole, you know, you hear a lot of like, oh, you shouldn't eat your lunch at your desk or you shouldn't eat your lunch and be on your phone, but why? And yes. once you start to understand the why and how that actually mm -hmm. changes things in your body mm -hmm. and, you know, allows your body to go into your, you know, move from your, um, and now I'm going to mix them up. I was going to say parasympathetic. And yeah, you want to move into your parasympathetic nervous Thank you. system, your rest and digestion. I get the words out this morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, understanding that, and then all of a sudden the whole rest and digest, right? Your body needs to be in a rest state in order to digest. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is, there's so much information out there mm -hmm. now and we get thrown these little things all the time, but actually, again, it comes back to the slowing down. It comes back to the slowing down and to your port, your point, understanding the why. And so mm -hmm. that's when I, what I like to share when I'm teaching is not only do it, we've all heard the do it, yeah. but the why. And I even do that with people when I'm putting them on, you know, supplements because I've run their minerals labs and I can see that they're deficient in, you know, different minerals and vitamins. And, and then they're like, well, I don't really like taking pills. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. it's not medicine. This is food. Your body's depleted. You're not going to be on it forever. This is maybe four to six months, but every time, you know, you, put one of those in your mouth, I want you to understand why you're doing it. Because how many people buy supplements and then stop taking them? And it's yeah. because they're not noticing any difference and they don't know why they're doing it. And yeah. so they're not noticing any difference is probably because they're buying it at somewhere like Walmart or Costco and they're getting yeah. <laughs> lesser quality ones that are not the bioavailable form and easily absorbed by the human body and may not even have enough in it for the body to do anything with. But when you get a good quality supplement and you know why you're taking it, you will notice the improvement. And so that why is so important. I think there's such a beautiful, even spiritual angle to this too, where um, the, the fact of being present with your food and being like in tune and connected to what it is you're eating. And I like five years ago, I used to be the, the poster girl of eating lunch at my desk and I still do it once in a while. It's kind of usually if Jane and I are meeting, we've picked our days. We're like, I'm just finishing <laughs> last few bites of lunch and we do it once in a while, but I wouldn't say it's like a, I wouldn't say it's a weekly habit. It's, you know, every... no. so the aspect though, of that being present with what you're putting in your mouth and truly receiving and consciously receiving, making the intention to receive, I'm receiving the nutrients from this food. I'm so grateful. And, you know, grace 
is has a religious context but there's no like saying grace before a meal i grew up mm -hmm. doing that because i grew up in a christian household and at the same time now it's like okay i see the purpose the larger spiritual purpose is to be grateful for and to give thanks to that food and that nutrition so many of our folk traditions are tied up in gratitude around the food and around the harvest this is autumn right now so the, we're seeing those harvest pieces so it's maybe we're kind of in that halfway point between the canadian thanksgiving and an american thanksgiving so perhaps over the next month some of our listeners might want to practice giving gratitude for the food they receive at every meal and not just at thanksgiving and mm -hmm. not just at those holiday times to make a stronger connection I totally agree. And food is also, if we go back in history, it was always a time of coming together and celebration, right? And so lots of people around the table or the fire, depending how far we go back mm -hmm. um, and eaten in community, yeah, yeah. larger community, which means there was always conversation, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so just that slows you down in that eating process, right? Um, and when we slow down, we do have the ability to enjoy, enjoy our meal more. And there's just so much mindless eating going on today. And we need to get back mm -hmm. to that mindful eating present. Mm -hmm. Melissa, I'm, I'm curious to know how, so you've shared, like, um, I love what you shared about your toxic load quiz and how that's a great place for people to start. How do you work with people who are fairly new to this in terms of, so maybe they, they do that, they start to tune in and start to listen, like you say, mm -hmm. but it feels, you know, overwhelming, or there's this idea of, well, this is, I, I mean, I think we kind of all know in this space that sometimes there's the expensive objection and things like that, you know, where it's like, well, this is, you know, it's hard to learn a new way of living really. Cause that is a bit of, you know, lifestyle change is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you work with people on that and people that might feel a little bit apprehensive because, um, there is a cost involved to this type of work and there is changes that really have to happen if you want to continue to see results. Right. And so I would have to say, generally my clients are people that are coming to me already really frustrated by mm -hmm. not getting answers through mainstream medical and not wanting to take a pill from the rest for the rest of their life. And so as a result, they're a little bit further down the path of wanting to do something. Mm -hmm. okay. And yes, there is a cost involved. And I have different levels of programs that people can buy in at to, you know, try and keep, you know, a really affordable starting point for that person that is financially restricted. And my lowest entry level is just doing that detox, the 21 day detox. And if people invest in themselves for that, and then they notice that all the healing they get, then they realize I'm on the right path. And then that helps them realize I need to invest in my health even more. Right. Mm -hmm. But ultimately it's coming back to that radical responsibility and the mindset shift that our health is our greatest asset. Mm -hmm. When we have our health, we can live in full vitality and energy and be able to earn an income and raise our family and have time for our own self-care, et cetera. When we don't have our health, we're scrambling. We're working, you know, from a, a bed, possibly a hot, you know, a bed at home or a hospital bed or working only half days or, you know, feeling like crap all the time. And there's a lot of people out there that are actually feeling like crap all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and don't even realize it and yeah. don't even realize it for that's some their, of them. That's exactly. their normal mm -hmm. because it comes on so slowly. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that limits them in their ability to be able to earn their income or build their business or have the energy to, you know, run around and play with their kids, et cetera, et cetera, or even socialize at the end of the week because they're so wiped out from the work week, they've got nothing left. Right. And you know, it's a matter of how do you want to live your life? Where do you see yourself 50 years down the line? I see myself, I want to be like my grandma, right? Completely able to live on my own right to the end if that's, you know, the way that it is. And that is actually a lot more affordable than if you're someone that ends up in a nursing home. Yeah. They are expensive, oh, right? They are very, ex exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's kind of that pay now or pay later. 
Yeah. Right. We, um, you know, invest in other assets and I highly recommend that people invest in their health because it will pay back in droves in terms of everything else that you can do in life that is in flow because you have your health. It's priceless. I'm 53. I feel better than I did when I was 33, mm -hmm. right? Yep, same thing. And that my mentor, Dr. Cabral, he's not yet 50. He's in his 40s. I'm not early 40s. And he's always saying like, I feel so much better than I did last year or the year before. And, you know, compared to when he was 17, it's night and day, right? Yeah, cool. cool. Aging backwards. Exactly. It's possible, it's possible right? Yeah. We have this belief though, that, you know, as you age, things fall apart in the body yeah. and you're going to feel worse. And we accept that, but that's not the reality. The truth is we can age backwards. The human body is an amazing, you know, organism really that yeah. we just have to look after. And when we look after it, it can last a really long time. I love that. And I actually, I don't, I haven't um, found the original for this stat, but I was listening to um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is a psychologist, I believe, um, Anyways, um, I'm reading her book right now, and she cites a stat in her book that for the first time in, I can't remember exactly how many years, people are actually dying younger. Mm -hmm. So we, we always hear like, oh, we're, you know, people are living longer and whatnot. No, our generation is actually starting to die younger now, yeah. according to this data. And it's because I've of lifestyle well. factors. I've seen yeah. that as well. And so what we're seeing now is people are, they still may be living longer, but you can't really call it living longer. I call it dying longer, living yes, shorter. Yeah, too. Right. And yeah. that's no way to be. There's no quality of life. Exactly. No. So let's get back to living longer, dying shorter, which is what my grandma did when she died yes. at 101 in her home. Yeah. Right? I know. I love that. Living longer, dying shorter. Yeah. 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 That's, that's cool. beautiful. Cause I, yeah, that's, that's a big piece, right? Keeping people alive in, by just taking a whole bunch of pills and there's no quality of life is just, it's heartbreaking to see actually. It is. Um, and I was working on one of my own podcasts that's coming out on November 13th. And I've actually called it is big pharma hurting you or helping you because yeah. let's face it. They do prioritize shareholder profit over human health. And yeah. so they don't have a motivation to help you heal because their motivation is to have you take that drug every day for the rest of your life, because that creates income for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So part of our broken system right now is that we have these for profit industries in our, you know, looking after our health or guiding our health journey. Right. And so in this research, I learned that Today in the US, the average American has nine prescription drugs per year, but that's if you have no chronic illness. If you have diabetes, it's 35 oh or 34. God. What? If you have um, heart disease, it's 30. If you have hypertension, it's 24. That doesn't even mention how many, if you have two of those, because you might have diabetes and heart disease. Mm -hmm. So now how many is it, right? That's where we're at. And I did another podcast uh, for my November themes and I was talking to a doctor out of the US and I just made a comment that when people come to me, they're often, they don't want those pills. They don't want to do that for the rest of their life. And they're looking for the or, like, what else can I do, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And their mainstream doctor isn't often allowed to even tell them that, right? They're they only have allowed it. to offer, pardon? I said, and there you have it. And there you have it. They're only yeah. allowed to offer that prescription drug, right? So then how can an individual, I guess an individual wanting to take quote unquote radical responsibility for their health would be to start seeking out alternate resources. Like they, they, they literally cannot ask their doctor or medical professional in a traditional allopathic sense. So taking radical responsibility does mean, you know, looking down these alternative but still as valuable if not more valuable avenues because they do have your health and healing at their core at their core value exactly okay. exactly and it's really interesting too because you know big pharma has done a lot of damage to all of those 
practices that we practiced prior to them existing. Like Mm -hmm. what did we do a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, Mm -hmm. it was all plant-based medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet I grew up and when I was still in the corporate world and I was even traveling to places like China and India, I completely in my mind discredited their medical systems thinking they were third world countries. What would they know? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I'd been taught, right? And now I'm like, oh my God, Ayurvedic medicine goes back 6,000 years and they have a billion people in the country. Plus, that's a lot of people that they've been practicing that on, far more than allopathic medicine, right? Yeah. I think they might know what they're doing, right? And yeah. it's really interesting for me for that shift. And the same thing with traditional Chinese medicine. And there is so much to this, and yet we're taught to discount it. And as Dr. Cabral says, there is no one perfect medicine, but you can take the best pieces of each for that specific thing that someone is, you know, working to overcome. And, you know, our acute care medical system in the first world is incredible. Yes. It is life-saving. Absolutely. All of our doctors mean well, and they want to help people heal, but they're limited in what they can do by, you know, it used to be 15 minute appointments. Now it's seven minute appointments, right? What, how can they truly understand what's going on with you in seven minutes? My mm-hmm. intakes are an hour because yeah, I really yeah. want it. I want to know your history, but I do want to get into sleep and stress and nutrition and yeah. hydration and all of this relationships because all of that matters. Yeah. And I studied, so- go ahead, finish your thought. I was just going to say, I just recommend people at the very least, always get a second opinion, you know, go to your mainstream doctor. But if you're, if what they're telling you doesn't feel like it's in alignment with what your body is telling you, then get that second opinion and look on the holistic side. Mm -hmm. Cool. I forget what I was going to say. So oh, sorry. I was waiting for you to go. <laughs> no, that's okay. I completely forgot. Oh, no, it was it was about um, 20 years ago. I I studied with a herbalist, a traditional mm-hmm. um, herbalist. And she trained with some really, really amazing herbalists in here in North America, both indigenous and um, sort of European-based training. And I remember her talking about her intakes. And, the, and her father was a medical doctor in the Maritimes. And she was always interested in health. And basically... I remember her talking about her intakes and she's like, my intakes are 90 minutes and my intake, for, it was three, this is obviously before, like way before computer stuff, but it was three legal sheets, typewritten, single spaced. Wow. Because those were the questions and the spaces and it, that's everything she wanted to know about the intake. So there is, there are so many avenues for healing that can complement your support from your allopathic doctor or can have actually perform so much better we still need they can work hand in hand yeah but you need to be willing to take that risk not not risk but take that leap of faith for your own health and take that radical responsibility piece that stop i think jane and i talk about this is like stop giving your power away to external Mm -hmm. factors and start taking responsibility for your health in a way that is um, tied to your integrity and also feels right. But how do you know what feels right? Well, that's the journey. Right. Yeah. And that's the slowing down and the listening that we were talking, you know, that we talk a lot about and that Melissa talks about. Yeah. And creating that awareness that Mm -hmm. your symptoms are talking to us and checking in with yourself. Definitely. And I think to wrap, like my last comment would be, I, what you sort of said there about the acute care system. This isn't, I see a lot of this polarity starting where it's like one is right, one is wrong. You know, each side is kind of hating on the other. And I mean, I've, I've said for a long time, cause I, I definitely have moved into more holistic healthcare, but there is space for both. And it is support of, you know, like we can have both, but finding that way and understanding the strengths. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about hating on the allopathic medical system. However, there are things, as you alluded to, Melissa, that are really broken. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if we can stop and start to change our shift our perspective on that, and, and as we've sort of said, take responsibility and go, okay, this is a chronic condition 
that isn't shifting or changing, what else can I do? That's where our power lies. Exactly. Exactly. And just to end that with our nutrition truly, truly matters. What we Mm -hmm. put in our body is obviously impacting all aspects of our health. And unfortunately, our mainstream medical doctors very often are not taught the nutrition and lifestyle factors. It's not in their medical degree. And so that's why it's not something that they offer, right? I'm not taught how to do surgery. I'm not taught how to read their blood labs. And so I don't Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. I will send people back to their doctor for that, that they need, right? So we all have our levels of knowledge, but I love what you said. We can work together. So there are doctors that are open to the holistic side and are um, comfortable with their patients also working with a health coach or an integrative health practitioner. But then I've also had others where the doctor has said to my client, well, you can't work with her if you're working with me. Yep. I've run into this too, or I won't do blood work because I don't support what, you know, your naturopath or your functional practitioner is doing. It's extremely frustrating. Exactly. And so that's when it's time to simply try and find yourself a new doctor because there is a shift happening. I absolutely see it. I even see medical doctors from mainstream moving into holistic because they're recognizing they can help more people on the holistic side, but Mm. they're even within mainstream, there are doctors that are open. And so, you know, people just need to potentially find new doctors to help them. Mm -hmm. Right balance. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for this conversation. I think there's a lot of really rich, um, rich nuggets in there that people can take away. As we said, we will definitely link to Melissa's um, quiz on identifying your toxic load in our show notes. And Melissa, um, we'll also include your links to where people can find you in our show notes, but do you want to just maybe end and let people know um, where they can follow you and find you out there in the interwebs? <laughs> sure. So my website is simply yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And on LinkedIn, I'm simply Melissa Dealy, D-E-A-L-L-Y. I'm the only one with that spelling. And I'm your guided health journey or sorry, guided health journey on Insta and Facebook and YouTube. I'm currently trying to get to hundred subscribers. Like I said, I just launched it. So it's some really long, crazy <laughs> URL right now. <laughs> And so if people would like to I'll send you the links, you can drop that in the notes as well. And if people would like to help me get there and subscribe so that it can also hopefully be your guided health journey there, that would be awesome. So thank you. Perfect. Let's go help Melissa get to hundred subscribers on YouTube. I'm just over halfway there. So hopefully it's not too much longer. Oh, there you go. I'll go find it. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being with us here on No Halos Here. And we look forward to having another conversation with you again, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Thank you for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So much alignment here between all of us. I definitely. Agree. Definitely. So beautiful. On that note, wishing everyone a fantastic day, wherever you are. Eat, eat mindfully. Take time. Slow down. Enjoy your moments. And with gratitude, wishing you a beautiful day. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.